everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Technically Talking, where we're technically talking about tech. Tonight, I am your interim co-host, along with the other two guys, because uh, Cam is out. Sick. Y'all gonna introduce yourselves? Kai. Come on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody. This is Kai. Welcome to Technically Talking. And this is Noah, uh, and welcome back again. We really appreciate y'all coming back and listening to us talk about tech, technically talking about it. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, these intros get worse and worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, let's just get straight to the meat, you know? Uh, so we got a couple of, like, a lot of stories, a lot of interesting stories. Um, Let's see. So I'm looking at uh, this one where it says Tesla has been investigated over reports drivers can play its video games when driving. What you all think about that one? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Hey, I'm not going to lie. I, I could never own a Tesla. Because <laughs> if they put Smash Bros. in, in, in a Tesla, bro, <laughs> Hey, yeah, I'm, I'm, like, I'm, I'm going to KO somebody and then I'm going to KO myself. Like, literally. Like, exactly. I, I, I couldn't do like, that. That is crazy how they can even do that. Yeah, and guess what? This ain't just uh, like a couple couple model versions. This is 580,000 vehicles. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. What? Yep. How, now, yeah, that's like a danger. <laughs> well, they said the... This article from The Verge says the problem was not that it was specifically designed for drivers to do it, but it was designed for passengers to be able to play. But all it requires is to tap a button that says, yes, I'm a passenger. That's it. That's dumb. That's like... Mm, yeah, that's horrible. They need like a seat detection or something. I don't know. Yeah, that would be. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like airbag detection, a seat detector. Like if there's nothing in the passenger seat, then like yeah. Oh, that's genius, Kai. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I like that idea. Well, I mean, like you got all this tech. Yeah, and you got all this tech on the outside of the car detecting people when you can't detect them on the inside. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, um, I feel like Tesla's like. If they're not, if the, I, I know, like, obviously, you know, their cars have been out for a while and they've been performing pretty well. Like, if those cars aren't fully, like, like perfect in every way, like, those things can be so dangerous. Like, self-driving, yeah. like, it runs on, a, you know, electricity and, like, there's so many problems that could go wrong with that. But as I've been watching more TV now, um, I've noticed that, so many new electrical cars and i think i can't remember if it was on an episode on the first episode that we did where i think we might have talked about electrical cars and i was talking about and i might have been just talking to camera but i was saying how like i don't know it might be like another like 20 years before electrical cars like become like the main like you know mode of transportation but now like I've been seeing all these like new uh, like electrical car companies pop up. Like one I've recently been seeing was Lucid, and mm-hmm. uh, the Lucid Air. Ooh, beautiful car! Beautiful. It looks so beautiful. Like I want one now. 
And it's like, that's like, I don't know. I, I Like I said, I thought that it'd be like maybe, eh, maybe 20 years, but it might be less than that. But like, what do y'all think about oh, that? Yeah. yeah, definitely. Well, I, mean, I don't know. It depends on what they do with them and like how much the tech just progresses, I guess. Outside of Tesla, I don't know. For me, at least. The thing is, Tesla's got the jump start, but so many of these cars, these startups out there, they have good investment, they got good capital, and they're coming along. They're going to catch up. And it won't take them as long because the tech is already there. Right. But, um, you know, we humans went from being able to fly in planes to go into the moon within 60 years. So, <laughs> 20 years yeah. to make electric cars mainstream. In reality, we could be no. rock cars in 20 years. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I, it, yeah. After like seeing like all the all these electrical other companies coming up with their own electrical cars and stuff, and I was watching a video of um, oh, I forgot his name, the the uh, the owner of Lucid, and he was like driving the car and he was like critiquing the car and like how they could do things better and stuff. And I'm just like, man, like like I think Lucid could surpass Tesla in the future. And I mean, even like the like the main like um, motor companies like Ford, uh, like with their the Mustang and the F one fifties now being electrical and stuff. So it, it's it's definitely the future. And uh, I kind of feel dumb for ever thinking that twenty years from now it'd be like the main stream of like transportation, if that makes sense. Mainstream transportation. Anyway, yeah, you get what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. And you know about that. There's an article that um, I don't know if Cam is wanting to talk about this or not, but it's called the Bellwethers Volar EV, EVTOL, or Electric Vertical Takeoff and Landing. And have y'all looked at this article? Huh. Mm-hmm. Oh Can you God. share that with this us? Thing look, um, what'd you say? I said, could you share it with us? Yeah, it's in the Discord. Oh, man, you know I don't have my Discord up. <sighs> Okay, hang on. Hang on. <laughs> okay, yeah, I can share it. You see it? Yeah. Yeah. Look at this thing. What in the world is that? What is that? That is... Okay, that's cool. I like that. Yes. Yeah. And um, uh, what's the stats say? It's ducted fans. So it's not like these massive, ugly quadcopter propellers this thing looks beautiful um, it's going to have four to five seats it's going to aim for 135 miles per hour at 60 to 90 miles per hour or 60 to 90 minutes flight time what in the world it looks like something mr fantastic would make <laughs> i mean that looks, it looks cool. i like that though. that looks amazing i really like that yeah i wish i was the guy that came up with some of that stuff it says um 2028 when it should be ready for the yeah. price of a private jet, but you know, uh, hopefully, I have my money. To what's it called? It's called the Volar EVTOL. That's why it says that. Wow, that's crazy, man. Volar EVTOL. Mm-hmm. 
Now that's crazy. It is um now this article does bring out it's currently only half size prototype. And it's gonna be released this month, the video of the half size prototype. So it brings out that this is a lot of style and not a lot of substance yet. So mm. yeah. Oh uh, yeah. But man, if we saw those things. It looks like a drone. <laughs> right here on the ground it does look like one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's cool. <laughs> what drones are cool? <laughs> if they can make that really practical, I definitely I mean that's I mean it looks like nice. a car with hidden tires and hidden engines. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> But yeah, oh, nothing. Not gonna afford one. Yeah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Oh, so another thing about electricity. Um, I posted this article two days ago. MIT built the world's longest flexible battery. Oh, I've heard about that. But here's the thing: it's as thin. It's literally just a wire, but it's a battery. Yeah. They can produce it as long as they want. They're, they did it to 140 meters just to prove that they can do it as far as they want. You can cut it, and it doesn't short circuit. There's no electrolyte loss, and it's washable, and you can run it in fiber and basically anything, clothes, you know, and all that. Uh, that's pretty much the ultimate power source right there. That's, yeah, that, that's literally <laughs> that is uh, like literally perfect. That's the uh the not I was about to say not the tesseract. What's the thing that in Iron Man's chest? Uh, <laughs> arc, the arc reactor. reactor. Oh, that's literally what yeah, that is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a battery, so it does that's have to be crazy. charged. Yo, that's amazing, actually. But here's yeah, the, the fact that it's flexible and everything. It only has a battery capacity of 123 milliamp hours. Um, so you know, like an average smartphone is what a couple thousand, it's like mm. one to two thousand or something like that, some bigger, yeah, like three thousand, four thousand, yeah. So it's it's got a ways to go, but it's it's cool, man. That you could power so much stuff with that, yeah. So they need to go. Well, here's what I was thinking that now, you could take this. And you could weave it into the power lines of like cross country power lines. Mm-hmm. Wow. And then you just have a battery system built in. That's true. I mean, like they say wow. 120 like in the power lines? Uh, yeah. Because these things right. are thin. Like, you know how big these cross country yeah. cables are? Huge. Yeah. It's fire resistant due to gel electrolytes and gel electrolyte, whereas the control fiber battery with liquid instantly catches fire and expands. Wow, that's amazing. You know, I I had a conversation with a guy like back when I think we were back in middle school and he was saying how like humans weren't smart and I don't, I don't know if, what exactly he meant by that, but after seeing something like this, it's just like, how could you say that <laughs> not? Yeah, it's yeah this is impressive. But you know how I stumbled upon this article? Uh, I don't know. You was trying to build your own Iron Man suit? 
<laughs> Close. <laughs> I was, I, <laughs> I, was um, I was looking up nanotechnology. <laughs> oh, <laughs> hey, that's close enough, I guess. Yeah, that's what his yeah, last suit was. Pretty close. It was Spider Man's suit, not Iron Man's. But <laughs> wow! Oh, by the way, I found this um, this website. Apparently, the government has a whole nanotechnology division for um, research called the NNI, the National Nanotechnology Initiative. And um, sounds like yeah, to me. Yeah, it's got educational. It's like it got a whole section on articles rated from eighth grade to doctorate level about nanotechnology research and stuff like that. Wow. Mm-hmm. You think they're uh, using that? Gonna try to use that for military use or? Oh yeah, they got um. Probably yeah. Let me look. Uh, we got the Department of Energy that's involved. We got the, you know, including the um, Los Alamos National Laboratory, you know, the ones that produce the atomic bomb. We got, um, they got a whole division. Uh, what's the website? I think it's nanohub.org. There's a whole department development um, devoted to development for the soldier. Mm. Mm-hmm. Most of it's medical, like nanites, um, curing tumors because you can deliver medicine directly to it. Yeah, or didn't we talk about specific that? Cell. We talked about. Uh, that I think we did in the, the last episode, I think. Yeah, yeah, it was with that. Yeah, that's that's so cool, man. Like, man, just imagine like thirty years from now, it's just like. Just imagine the type yeah, of stuff our crazy. kids will be using, <laughs> and like, oh, it's just crazy. Yeah, yeah. So, in North Carolina, because I live in North Carolina, um, there's Research Triangle, which is it's Duke University, UNC Chapel Hill, and North Carolina State. It's like one of the biggest healthcare areas in the country. Plus sophisticated, they get Google Fiber there. Like they get everything. But they were just award, they were awarded um, five and a half million dollars for developing a nanotechnology network in the state. Wow! You said this for is in North Carolina. Research. This is in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a Raleigh Durham area. Oh, okay. But you know, nanotechnology—it's so much more than just spider-man suits it's everything that's at the nano level well i'm gonna be honest with you the most important mm-hmm. thing is saving people so it's spider-man stuff <laughs> <laughs> that would be so cool though. it's like walk up to a party yeah i'm spider-man your suit deploys like <laughs> that would be crazy <laughs> how, would you, how would you charge such a such a type of technology that's so small. Like, how would you, how would it maintain power? Like, well, about that? Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, Spider-Man, Spider-Man's suit doesn't have a power source that you can see. Yeah, but like, I, but you know, that's fictional, right? Like, you know what I mean? So, right. it's based on a real thing. But Iron Man does. Right. 
So like how Iron Man's is supposed to be a fusion reactor. Okay, see I, that part I didn't know. I don't know. I guess I don't be paying attention to the movies, to that type of stuff in the movies, but like Oh, it wasn't in the movie. I looked it up. Like what is it supposed to emulate? Oh, okay. And it was um oh, yeah, it's supposed know. to be a fusion reactor. Oh. Not exactly, but that's the idea. But they said it breaks a number of the laws of physics. So yeah, I would think so. It's fictional. <laughs> wow. But like if you think about it, humans are so far behind on the power source kind of thing. Like, you know how long planes could run if there was better power source? Almost definitely. Yeah. Cars. <laughs> yeah. Or cars or just anything. Phones. Yeah, the batteries, that's the main problem. Mm-hmm. The longevity. You know, they need to do harvest lightning. Mm. Harvest enough lightning. I'm just saying stupid stuff right now, but just think about it. Though. Just think about it. You all the energy and lightning. If you just harvest that, and then you can just put that in a battery. Ah, uh, tell you. Yeah, I had wondered about that. And um, harvest lightning. I don't know how you would do that. <laughs> well, they say each lightning strike is equivalent to about twenty barrels of oil. Roughly. And each electrical storm, you know how much power is in each electrical storm? I'm going to look it up real quick. How much power in lightning storm? Um, oh, wow. It says that capturing the energy in lightning bolt has been achieved on small scales in labs Does although the technology has not successfully scaled up the main approach investigated is conducting electricity via rods and towers this energy could be collected it could be equivalent to about 20 oh you just said this 20 (laughs) barrels of oil (laughs) (laughs) but like it says 1.3 billion volts is electrical potential. You know that changes as it goes. But it says thunderstorms can power, and one thunderstorm, a large one or a decent sized one, has enough energy to power all the needs of New York City for 30 minutes. Like, that's a lot. That is- yeah. Yeah, that's a lot. Oh man. Which where does New York City let's see? New York City uses eleven thousand megawatt hours of electricity on average each day. And eleven thousand megawatt hours. So just, wow, that's that's crazy. Yeah. That's just New York City. Yeah. And most places oh. are a fraction of that size. Yeah. And the problem is, New York City doesn't get quite the thunderstorms that um, out west gets, but you know. That's what everybody keeps saying. We should use solar, or we should use wind, or we should use nuclear. No, you use a combination of all of them. Yeah. Right. Let's see. 
It says New York City gets power from. Oh, here's a whole chart. Uh, this is the New York City government. Let's enlarge it. It's a pie chart. I love pie charts when they're good. So the majority looks like it is. No, majority is nuclear and hydro. Uh, hydro 40, makes sense. Yeah, forty. Yeah, forty percent is um of upstate. The upstate um is hydro, and forty-one percent is nuclear. Hmm. But downstate which it says includes New York City, Long Island, Hudson Valley, that has 65% oil or gas and dual fuel and 25% nuclear, almost no hydro. And that's in New York, right? Yeah, that's New York City and then Hudson Valley. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, it. You said up north, it said forty-one percent nuclear. That's that's surprising yeah. to me, honestly. Yeah, the North New York area, forty-one percent nuclear and forty percent hydro, which we already agree that's pretty. That's good. Um. Yeah, you know, let's talk about nuclear for a second. So many people are hating on nuclear. Wait, do we talk about this already in a previous episode? I don't think so. What, nuclear? I don't think so, no. No. Okay. So, like, France is big on nuclear. They use 75% of their their power is nuclear. In the U.S., it's like uh, 20% or something like that. Why? (laughs) That's my question. But, let's see. And there have only been two major reactor accidents in the history of nuclear, Chernobyl and Fukushima. Both of them design faults. So France hasn't really had any issues. Major issues. It says says Germany is close to being completely nuclear free. So they don't want any nuclear uh, plants. I don't know. I think it's just a it's just a fear. I think people are just scared of yeah something so dangerous. Probably. And I, it's it's more safer to use solar energy because you're just putting a panel on top of a building and just absorbing sunlight. So it's like it's not as dangerous, you know. Oh yeah, and it doesn't have many side side effects. Not side effects. Um, other issues like having to transport nuclear waste. So. Right. But I don't I don't see anything wrong with it as long as it's being handled carefully. I mean Yeah, and it doesn't affect climate and whatever. Yeah. And I've always been been a big fan of it just because I get to I look I like looking at those big buildings. And they only give out steam. But oh well. Hmm. Let's see, what else we got? 
Oh yeah, you were talking about something earlier about Alexa. Oh yeah, uh, Alexa tried to kill a kid. How nice is that? So, what? Amazon Alexa had been developed over the years to offer every improving access to information and knowledge. However, the voice-enabled assistant recently gave some dangerous advice to one user that went viral on social media. So, according to the mother, Kristen Levita, I don't, can't pronounce that, Alexa told her 10-year-old child to touch a penny to an exposed plug socket. So, the tweet she put out, my 10-year-old just asked Alexa on our Echo for a challenge. And this is what it said. Um, here's something I found on the web. According to our community now.com, the challenge is simple. Plug in a phone charger and halfway into a wall outlet, then touch a penny to the exposed prongs. Alexa's response read. So. No way. Yeah. So. You know, people on Twitter, what? you know, they be tweeting. One person said, that's shocking. <laughs> oh, my God, that's horrible. Amazon said they have since resolved the fault. So I don't know exactly how you... <laughs> fault? Yeah. What? How was that programmed in the first place? So I think the child was asking Alexa for like a, like to, like a challenge or something, to do like a challenge. And that's what Alexa told her. But it got the information from our community now.com. So I'm guessing that's like, I don't know where they share stuff about like, I don't, honestly, I don't know. I've never heard of the website, but yeah. So, uh, yeah, wow. you know, that's kind of crazy. I don't, that's I don't, not even, I don't trust those ahead. things anyway, because I remember when my mom, she got the, um, was it an Echo? I think she. I think she. I think it was an Echo. I was like, "Yeah, why'd you get that thing? You know, the government's just listening in on us." And, and she just started laughing, thought it was just a joke. But now I was being dead serious. Like the thing literally listens to everything you say, even our phones. And I'm pretty sure we talked about this before, but like, it's just. Yeah, I turned my my voice thing off on my um Nest. <laughs> like the um... hey Google, your microphone is muted. <laughs> huh? How did you know? Yeah, that'd be crazy. Um, that actually. <laughs> well, here's something funny. I was down at a friend's house the other day, and um, he he and his sister were fighting for control over the Alexa. So he goes over to it and whispers to Alexa, "He's like, hey, Alexa, change the music." And it whispered back. Really? No. <laughs> yes. Like, I'm not even kidding. It, it literally, it did not just lower its volume. It actually changed its voice to. Wow. <laughs> I didn't know that was a function that they had. Yes. See, there's like a limit, in my opinion, to those. Like, I think they should have a balance where it seems fairly human. Like, you know, like a regular conversation. But not extremely to like the point where it's just kind of suspect. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. uh, that's a little creepy in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Okay, have you guys been getting these ads? Um, AI friends. 
Uh-uh. AI friends? Yes. So I get these ads on Instagram when they're like, um, develop your own AI friend and you can chat with it. Oh, no, I haven't. What? But I've seen, I don't know if y'all, uh, if y'all have seen it. It was a very interesting uh, YouTube video. Um, I think I think it was called Friend. I think where like uh, oh darn, hold on. I want to. I actually want to go ahead, Seth. I'm gonna look for this video. Okay, so yeah, it was. I got the ad and I was like, "What is this?" And it was, it was on Instagram. Like, yeah, it was on Instagram as an ad, and I clicked on. Like, I didn't click on the actual thing, but I, I was watching the video of it. And it was like, create your own AI friend, and you can literally talk to the AI as if it was a friend. Like, I'm sure it sounds a little bit scripted in there, but it's kind of crazy. Like, I'd rather have real friends than AI. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Especially not a random, like, <laughs> yeah. ad from some random company. You know, the crazy thing I mean, is, I don't know if I could say the same, because as I'm getting older, I'm not liking people as much as I used to. <laughs> oh man yeah a lot of people like that <laughs> yeah a lot of people out there that's crazy i know um my mom was using siri a few days ago and this was one thing i didn't know because i i um have a i have a pixel and when she was talking to it one time she was like hey siri and it went mm-hmm that's one thing I did not know it did. It's kind of freaked me out. Maybe that's just me. I mm-hmm. I have Siri mm-hmm. and ne- my Siri has never done that. <laughs> really? Hers did that. Never. It scared me. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah, it's like the uncanny valley effect. Oh. So I found the video. It's called Best Friend Animation Short Film. Listeners, if y'all get a chance, you watch this. Is in my opinion, amazing. The animation was beautiful. It was a really good um, video. It's made the um, channel is called Goblins. It's called Best Friend Best Friend Animation Short Film. It's like a like I don't want to. It's like I don't. I can't remember. It's been a minute since I watched the video, but it's like this like little chip on the side of like the person's face. And, like, I think you have to take, like, this eye drop drug or something. And, like, you can see, like, these imaginary friends and stuff. And it's, like, it's, like, this one dude. And he's not having, like, his entire birthday party with a bunch of people. But, like, it's not, none of it's real. It's just him by himself in his living room having this fake birthday party. And it's, like, a, I don't know, it's, I don't know, like, what it is. If it's an AI system or what. But it's, like, a, I'm going to have to rewatch it after we're done with the podcast because I remember watching it for the first time. I was like, wow, this video is very sad, but cool in the, in the same way, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's an animation. Yeah, I'm, really I'm, watch, I'm watching it right now, and this is. Wow. That is weird. Whew. Yeah, I hope the future doesn't become like that. That's crazy. Yeah, and then it's like... Where's the video? It's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. Oh. Yeah, it's called Best Friend. Um, the channel's name is Goblins. Oh, Goblins? I think it's Goblins. But yeah, it was really interesting. 
Yeah, I'm going to have to watch that whole thing later. And it's just like... But you know, oh, go ahead, Seth. I just kind of can't really believe the state of society nowadays, the difficulty with depression among teenagers and anxiety and yes. all that. Like, yeah. I know it's real, but, like, why? Why is it so bad? Because we're so disconnected. Like, like we like there's the like we give the excuse like oh we have social media and we can reach out to people that we haven't seen in a while but like it's not real and it's only going to get yeah. worse with like the metaverse stuff like i've been seeing like people like going in there and like it like that could be another way of opportunity to communicate with people but it's not real it's not a real interaction and so yeah. like people are so distant they don't know how to hold conversations they don't really know how to interact with an actual person because they only do it through the phone. I know I sound like an old head because this is what my parents would say, but it's like it's the truth. <laughs> like I come to the realization that it's the actual truth. And even like with like, well, I don't want to put that information out there, but I work in a school district and I've seen like the depression, like I can see it in like the kids' faces. And some of these kids are like in elementary school too. So it's just like, it's crazy that. Like, I don't know. I think the internet has really messed up hum- uh, human humanity's social skills. It's just not the yeah. same anymore. Yeah, you know, yeah, I totally agree. And I would get a ton of hate for saying this to people, but I think social media is bad. Uh, all right, Seth, we're going to have to burn you at the stake. And I mean, like, I know that it has its... its, its I know it has its good uses. Like, I'm not saying that. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Everything you can do in social media, you can do in person. You want to show friends a good time you had? Show them in person or send them a text. Interact with them directly instead of just throwing them out to the group. Right. Yeah. Like, I have set a five minute limit on Instagram on my phone because I was just getting carried away with it. Yeah. Yeah. And if you scroll you're looking through it, at, like, yeah, if you're looking at other people and you're just like, oh, I want to do that, I want to do that. That's like one thing that can make you depressed in itself. Like, Yeah, comparing you yourself do to it. everybody else. Yeah. yeah like, like they say, um, you're always looking at their good moments. Yeah, you are. Yeah. And even if you're aware of that, you can get sidetracked. Because mm-hmm. I know uh, a lot of my friends, they have TikTok and they're like, why don't you have TikTok? I was like, because... I, I know I'm going to spend too much time on it. Like, I have other stuff to do. Like, you know, people, like, think that, you know, money is, like, the like the, like the best type of currency. But it's really time. You know? Mm-hmm. And yeah. Yep. I can't spend, like, 30 minutes on TikTok when I can use that 30 minutes to do something more productive. And, like, I've yeah. been trying to limit my time on Instagram, too, because Instagram is the only form of social media I have. And, like, I try not to use it. Like, I try not to get on there as much. And, like, I barely post. I think the last time I posted was, like, uh, maybe two months ago. And then at, before that, like, probably, like, five or six, something like that. Like, I, I hardly get on there and post stuff. But, like, yeah, I, I agree with everything you were saying, Seth. It's, like, it's not... It has its good uses, but it really is what makes people more depressed. 
especially with when when with when COVID hit and like people like were on lockdown. But then there were some people that weren't on lockdown and they would just still live in their quote unquote best life. So when people get on social media and see the people that aren't in lockdown living their best life, it's like, man, yeah, I, I want to do that. I want to do that. But because of COVID, I can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I think a lot of creativity is going. I agree. In my opinion, it it, it definitely ruins kids. Like, I've seen it firsthand. It's just like, what are you doing? Here's the thing so many people would feel sad that it was gone. And they would even have borderline boredom, depression. I think that's just a sign of addiction. Right. Not like a drug addiction, but they do say that sometimes social media lights up the same areas of the brain. Yeah. Like I deleted Instagram.